I don't have to tell you guys, there is a storm brewing, and uh, it's been brewing for a little while. And uh, for us, it's called the coronavirus outbreak right here. And um, it's kind of hitting everything and everyone uh, differently, you know, even our own families and our own, uh, like, counties within the state. Uh, everybody's kind of experiencing things a little differently. There have been other storms, so let's not forget that. Things like uh, uh, Ebola, the smallpox, the measles, yellow fever, AIDS, Spanish flu, Asian flu. There have been all kinds of uh, pandemics and um, viruses and flus that have, that have uh, been very big and very shocking. Probably in our lifetime, the Hong Kong flu hit in 1968. That's most of us. <laughs> in 1980, HIV or the AIDS uh, hit. In 2009, uh, you remember the swine flu or H1N1. Um, so, so these things are not really new. I mean, this one is, is, seems to be uh, a little bit different or it's definitely affected uh, the world in a bigger, bigger way. But uh, we're not gonna freak out about that. We're just going to march on through it. And uh, so what we're doing is we're preparing for the great comeback. Okay. And um, the great comeback means that we get to come back and not just see each other's face on a screen, but actually be together. Of course, there'll be some limitations with that. We can like high five each other from six feet away and uh, like give uh, throw a hug across the room and what all those things. But um, just a note about the great comeback. We're going to do that when we are allowed to. We are definitely going to put plenty of safety uh, features in place that we're asked to. When we do, we're talking about the worship gathering only. And um, we're gonna continue to record the worship and then post it like we have been, just so you guys know that. Um, we're also hoping that June will be the comeback, but we don't know that for sure yet. Also, if you are aware of what you'll do when we do come back, and you already know what that is, let your elders know so we can begin to think about how many people are gonna, are gonna be attending, especially that first one that we do, okay? Uh, if you could do that, that would help us out a lot. In the meantime, there's a lot of things that are in our control and there's a lot of things that are not in our control in the midst of this, this uh, pandemic, this storm, right? And uh, along the outside are a lot of things that I cannot control, right? Um, what other people do and how others react. I can't control any of that, but there's things that we can't control and we're gonna focus on those things, the things that are within our control, okay? Uh, I like what this guy did. We need to have a little sense of humor. He said, I'm just glad the weather is nice enough to wear flip-flops. So um, among it all, we wanna make sure that uh, we're not freaking out. We're gonna smile a little bit and um, you know, work our way through it and keep uh, keep that sense of humor because we know that God has got this under control, right? Amen. Shake your head. Okay, good. Be like this guy. He said he was so bored last night. He called Jake from State Farm just to talk to somebody, and he asked him what he was wearing. Uh, anyhow, so in the in the Word of God, you know, as we as we read and study the Word of God, uh, there's a lot of storms. Uh, from Egypt and what happened in Egypt with Moses and all that and to Jericho to uh, the big fish and uh, of course there was a really big storm we call it the flood um, 
big storms all through time that um, have kind of hit the earth or hit mankind or civilizations and and we've had to deal with that. We're going to look at a storm today in John chapter 6, uh, a storm that the disciples faced and uh, kind of read this and then the other passage in Matthew and then uh, take do some takeaways from uh, from what what uh, what seems to be going on here. So let me read this. When evening came, uh, his disciples went out to the lake where they got into a boat and they set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were headed. So John gives us this like highlighted version of, of some of the details that happened with this storm and, and how the, the disciples kind of reacted to it and, and uh, some of the fear that, that um, kind of came across them. Um, and, and, but uh, Matthew, Matthew gives us a little deeper account of it. And I want to read that one too, so we can kind of put these two stories together and get a bigger picture of what's going on. So Matthew says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into a boat. Some of the details are a little different, a little more um, detailed, I guess is the word. Uh, he makes them get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, he went up onto the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began, began, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. The wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. All right. So a great event, a great story about a storm, you know, just a storm. And, uh, and how uh, these guys kind of uh, dealt with this. It, it involves uh, several things. Like it involves the elements and it involves emotion, people's response, how, how people respond to the storm. Um, and that's something that we all, you know, face in life. Storms that come our way, whether it's this one or something that happens in our families or something that happens to us personally, uh, we all... We all have to deal with storms. And so that's what these guys are dealing with. And, and what I want to do is uh, I've got some takeaways that I want to share with you from, as we think about these stories from John 6 and Matthew 14, um, some takeaways about the story. And maybe you have a takeaway uh, that you're thinking about right now. So type that out and send it to Nathan and uh, in the chat box. And then we'll, we'll come back later on and get to those uh, at the end, some of those, maybe not all, but whatever ones we can. 
I'm going to give you nine takeaways. So if we don't hit yours, we'll, we'll bring it up later, okay? Takeaway number one. For Jesus, it's just another day, right? For Jesus, this is like, like, you know, he walked on water. Peter walked on water. There's this big storm. He just, he just fed like a lot of people. And for Jesus, this is just like another day. For us, it's like, what? You know, it's like, this is crazy, the things that Jesus is doing. But for him, it's like, it's like nothing. Like prior to the walking on the water, right, all those people came following Jesus and the disciples on that side of the shore. And then they, he fed them all with such, you know, some loaves and some fish. And then after this uh, story, they reached the shore and people immediately begin to bring uh, bring people to Jesus to heal them. And uh, so like, this is like just another one of those days for Jesus. Crazy for us and really like, like impossible big things are going on. But for Jesus, it's just a walk on the lake, you might say, you know? All right, second takeaway. Have the courage, take a risk. So no doubt, Peter is our hero, right? Amen? All right, so Peter is our hero. Um, Peter, notice um, Peter did not, when, when Jesus uh, said to Peter, come on, Peter didn't, didn't look at the other guys and go, hey, hey, if you go, I'll go. You know, he wasn't like looking around for other people to go first. Peter was like, I'm going, I'm out of the boat, I'm out of here, and we'll see what happens once I get out on the water. Uh, and so Peter's like, he's the man. He's like the hero. He's, he should be like our, the guy we look up to. You know, and God's people are, are always called to have great courage, right? To have courage in the midst of whatever is going on. You think about like David and Goliath, right? You think about Moses leading the people. You think about the apostles and what they were called to and, and what they endured. You think about Hebrews 11 that uh, the, the, the people faced great persecution, and yet they did not bend or break. And so, you know, it should be no surprise to us that in the middle of a storm, God is going to call us to get out of the boat, not run and hide, but get out of the boat. And, uh, and so, so one of the takeaways is just to have courage in the midst of your storms. And, and, it's, and it's sometimes necessary for us to be willing and ready to take a risk uh, like Peter did. Here's another takeaway. Sometimes God sends us into the storms. We like to think that God uh, wants us all to be nice and safe and, and like his little children together around like little hens, but that's not exactly how God is. God is more like, uh, like um, the passage said in Matthew, Jesus sends them into a boat out onto the lake and he goes up on the land to pray. There's, there's no doubt in any of our minds, Jesus knew what they were in for. They were in for a storm. And he sent them right in the middle of it. Um, sometimes he does that. Sometimes God protects us, and, and, but he doesn't, you know, God does protect us, but he doesn't always, like, smother us. Uh, in fact, bumps and bruises are totally okay. If you have children, you know they're going to fall down, and it's totally okay. You don't have to run over there and pick them up every time. You, you let them learn to get up, and that's how they learn to face life and deal with situations. Sometimes 
Sometimes it might be a lion's den that God sends us into. Sometimes it's a furnace that God sends us into. Um, and sometimes it's just exactly what God needs us to be doing is being in the middle of the storm in the intensity of the wind and the rain to uh, accomplish whatever it is that God is trying to accomplish. Jesus made those disciples get into the boat and go. That's pretty cool. Uh, sometimes God sends us into the storms. Next takeaway. Sometimes God delays his rescue. Have you ever noticed that? Um, you know, they're out on the storm. They're out in the storm, and they're, they're, they're fighting for all, all that they got to, to, to keep the boat afloat. And I know what that's like in the middle of the ocean with a small boat. If you've ever been out in the ocean in a small boat, you know what that's like when the weather gets bad and the waves start coming up, and it gets a little crazy. Um, but Jesus had not yet joined them. He's like, he's like, he's letting them. He's like letting them go to the edge. You know, he's letting them go to, uh, you know, to a point where they are being pushed and they are being tested and the storm is raging and their lives are in danger. And uh, you remember Lazarus, Jesus waited four days before he went uh, to be with Mary and Martha. Uh, sometimes God delays his rescue. Remember when, when Jesus went to uh, Lazarus's place, um, Mary said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And uh, that's pretty intense if you think about that. Like she's crying out to Jesus who, who had the power to heal and saying, Lord, if you'd been here, he'd still be alive. But God, God's plan is bigger than Lazarus. God's plan is bigger than me, and it's bigger than you. Um, it, it was For Lazarus' situation, it was about a resurrection. It was bigger than all of us, you know. And uh, sometimes God delays what he, uh, his rescue because he's got something way bigger than us in mind. And uh, even though we don't know that, um, he does. So sometimes he delays his rescue. Be ready for that. Here's another one. It's okay to be afraid, but let faith conquer your fear. Um, you know, as you read through those stories in John 6 and Matthew 14, they're afraid, like they are legitimately afraid. First of Jesus on the water, there's no doubt they're afraid of the storm as well. And they're, they look at Jesus coming at them and they say, it's a ghost, and they cry out in fear. These are, these are like grown, big, strong fishermen. And, and Peter, remember Peter's walking on the water, he begins to sink and he cries out like a baby. This is like a, a weep fest on the lake. It's like a bunch of big grown men all whining and crying, and they're in fear for their lives. They were afraid, and that's totally cool. That's totally okay. Um, God can deal with our fear, but we, we have got to let our faith override whatever fear might be causing us to, to shake in our boots. Um, and that's, that's what... Um, that's what they did. They, they, they let their faith, or at least Jesus showed them that their faith could get them through their fears. Here's another one. Storms will always seem worse when you're in the middle of them. Isn't that true? When you're in the middle of the storm, it always seems much worse. Um, and perspective, like, is everything. Storms are always 
Did you notice uh, when it said the wind was against them? Storms are always against us. They are never for us. You know, storms are never there like to help us, like uh, like get from uh, from Georgia to Kansas. <laughs> you know, they might pick you up and take you there and drop you on your head, but they're never for you. They're always against you. Um, storms don't construct; they only destroy. Um, and perspective, if you think about it, perspective is what God sees. It's not what we see in the middle of our storm. It's what God sees, not what we feel. And so storms will always seem worse when you're in them. And, and we know we've seen that, right? You get, you get through it and you look back and you realize, you know, that was intense, but it wasn't as bad as it may have seemed at the time or you almost laugh at it later. There's another takeaway. God expects us to do all that we can, and he will do the rest. Uh, if you noticed in, in the passage, um, they rowed. They were rowing, and there's no doubt, you know, these guys are fishermen, so they've been in storms. They know what a storm looks like. They know, you know, what a human or a, guy, a bunch of guys in a boat ought to do to try to fight the storm and survive. So they know that. But with God, it's like this co-partnership, like we serve with God on us. And so we're partners with God as he works like in the world with us and, and on us, right? And, and so they rode and, and they fought that storm and they, you know, they had to fight it as hard as they could with all of their might and all of their energy. And the cool thing is God let them, he, he didn't just swoop in and, and scoop them out of there. He let them row against the wind. He let the storm come hard against them. And he almost like expected them to do their part, like do all you can to make it, to survive. But in the end, he made the difference, right? I mean, if you see John 6, 21, it says, immediately as soon as Jesus gets in a boat immediately the boat reached the shore I mean you may fight we may fight all we can against the storms that come our way but in the end it's going to be God who gets us through it and that's a that's a good good truth to remember is that um, God does expect us to do all that we can but he will do the rest there you go here's another one uh, here's a takeaway Jesus sees you Jesus sees you um, you know, when, um, when, when Jesus went up on the shore or went up on the, the hillside and they went out on the boat, I don't, you know, if you've seen pictures of, uh, the Sea of Galilee, you know that the hills around it kind of peek up over the, the, the lake. And so you can see across the lake. It's not, it's not like if you go up north to Lake Erie or those big lakes, you can't see, they look like oceans, but but this lake, you could see it crossed if you're up, up on a hill. And so there's no doubt Jesus could look out onto the lake and see these guys and probably see them in the storm. Uh, probably see them, you know, fighting the storm or the storm uh, coming their way. Um, and John, Jesus is approaching the boat, walking on the water. In Matthew, uh, it says that Jesus is up on a hill and they're out on the lake. And so I, I think that Jesus could, could see them. Just like, you know, he sees you and he sees me in the middle of our storms. This one and, and your own personal storms, that whatever we go through. He sees you. He notices us. He knows that where we're at. Job, 
if anybody went through a storm and survived it, uh, Job is our guy. He said, he knows the way that I take. And when he has tested me, I'll come out as gold. And uh, that's such a cool uh, verse to, to think about that, that in the midst of this storm, not only does God see us, he's going to come to our rescue and we're going to be better off in the end because of it. Here's another, here's the last takeaway. Number, takeaway number nine, focus your attention on Jesus, right? Mainly because there is no storm that he cannot crush. Um, it's a hard lesson, right, for all of us to learn, for people to learn. Uh, but for some reason, we, we tend to start really good with our faith in God. And then we kind of want to take over the wheel. We want to we run the ship. We want to steer our, our boat, our car, our destination. And what happens is what happened to Peter. We, we begin to sink and we get in trouble. Uh, basically, Peter is us. We are Peter. Uh, that's exactly what we are because we, we, we think we, 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 we know we need to trust in God and we begin with our foot in the right direction and then we think we got this, I'm good. Probably because when we're little, that's the way it is, right? We need our parents, uh, whether it's riding a bike or, or walking and then eventually we let go of them and we begin to do it ourselves. And we, we've got this mindset that we got this and we can do it, but we all end up in the same position, and that is up to our neck in water going under. And um, Peter's a good reflection of all of us. The only thing to do in any storm or in any situation is to get your eyes on Jesus, right, and keep them on Jesus and not on the storm, because Jesus alone is the only one who can save, all right? So the storms around us rage. Um, each of us have to face like different battles. We, we face different pressures, but the answer or the cure for every one of us, no matter what it is you're going through is the same eyes on Jesus, right? That's what we do. We put our eyes on Jesus. 